All righty, welcome to Unsafe Spaces. I'm Randy Cross, and as you noticed, uh, if you watched closely to the opening, um, Unsafe Spaces uh, is now going to be the Randy Cross podcast. We are re relabeling this whole thing, uh, dropping the unsafe spaces uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, more than anything, not having to explain what unsafe spaces are for people that don't pay attention to the news and sort of that nice, warm and fuzzy safe spaces idea. But it will now be the Randy Cross podcast starting next week. So thank you to those that have found us in the past and uh, pass on that news, pass on future podcasts, and let's keep growing this thing because last week or last month or so, it has grown at a pretty good rate. And there's our new logo. Pretty easy to uh, understand. Catchy new name, the Randy Cross Podcast. Now for Randy's rant. Um, I, I looked at a lot of things every single week. Do a lot of reading of everything. Sports, entertainment, news, politics, science. Um, I came across something uh, today, actually, uh, on usatoday.com. Uh, really interesting idea. Uh, the top 11 things they said we'd change in sports. Well, we're only going to go over five, but I thought all 11 were great. Go to USA Today and check this out. But starting at number five, something I've been for a long time, and that's eliminating all-star games, and we expand the skills competitions. Makes sense, doesn't it? The games are a joke. Doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. Some are more of a joke than others. Some sports actually tie their jokes to postseason, which I think is completely asinine. But there's number five, eliminate all-star games and expand skills competitions. Number four, implement a shot clock in golf. Vote here. Yay. Do it. You know, golf tournaments on TV, you could actually slot a, a, an exact amount of time for a tournament and these interminable times some of these guys take in these routines are really unnecessary. Really, it's crazy. I love this one, number four. Shot clock and golf. Okay, number three. Adopt a split schedule in Major League Baseball. Split schedule season. Um, I love this idea. And this one was proposed by Hall of Famer John Smoltz. He says it works in the minor leagues. It works in a lot of different levels of baseball. Why wouldn't it work in Major League Baseball? Anybody want to tell me why? I'm with Smoltzy. Split season in the Major League, Major League Baseball schedule. That's number three. Number two. Oh, yeah. Here it is. We're going to seed the playoffs by record regardless of conference. For instance... In the NFL, we start at who's got the best record at number one. We go down through each six teams, or all 12 teams in the playoffs. Six, six from both sides. You got the top four that have buys, kind of like you do now. And then everybody else plays off by numbers <clears throat> and by seeds. So theoretically, the Jets could play the Chargers. The Cowboys could play the Eagles. The Falcons could play the Saints in a Super Bowl. It's time to do this. 
Because there's no reason not to do this. Now, it's not back to the future. Back in the old days, an old man like me, you had basically two conferences, two sides of the NFL. It was East and West. Two teams, they played in the championship. Well, TV won't let that happen. Too much money to be made in the postseason and the playoffs. But I love this one too. You're going to seed teams by record. Reward the teams with the best record. And uh, number one is number one on my list. It should be number one on your list. Ban tackle football for children under 14 years old. Now, there are several people out there very publicly that are against this. We can't rely on politicians to change this. Politicians mostly, I'm not saying all, but mostly, are useless tools that have been bought and sold, but mainly bought. They won't do it. They don't have the guts to do it. It's got to come from the bottom up. It's got to come from the people. We've got to force this to happen. And it's going to take force. Kids should not be playing tackle football until they're 14 years old. Period. Under End of report. Great job by USA Today. All right, time now for Unsafe Spaces Sports. Well, a lot of things going on over the weekend, but one of the great events in golf was the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It was played at Bay Hill down in Orlando. Arnold Palmer, one of the great ambassadors to ever play the game of golf. Uh, has this tournament, has it every year. Most of the major players in the world play in this tournament. Now because of scheduling with the Players' Championship next week, some guys took it off. But but I'll tell you what, you had to look pretty closely at this tournament and really enjoy it. We're going to show you a few of the highlights. Look at this play at the eighth. Out of that deep rough, Molinari's second shot was way offline. But he rallied, and with that pitch out of the rough, oh, four birdies on the front side. Meanwhile, Rory McIlroy in the final group with Matthew Fitzpatrick looking to put some pressure on the youngster as he makes the birdie at the third. Rafa Cabrera Bayo for birdie at 15 and a chance to get to nine under. So he was wanting to keep pace with the rest, eyeing his first tour title. Meanwhile, Matt Wallace, another young Englishman, Eagle putt at 16 after a great under par. Now Long at 16, his second at the par five. 197 yards, routes it through the trees, attacking at the par five, looking to reach in two, and he certainly did, as he would set himself up above the hole. And now to Molinari at 18, trying to post a number that no one would touch. This for birdie from 43 feet, top of the green to a bottom flag. Oh, what a putt! Malinari going to 12 under par, and he would not be caught. Posting early and celebrating late as he wins the title at Arnie's place with a closing 64. And only appropriate that you get the uh, Arnold Palmer-like cardigan to go with your trophy, trophy uh, sweater-wise. 
for Francesco Molinari. He won last year's Open Championship. You know, like some people call that the British Open. Great tournament this week by Francesco Molinari. Second story in sports, big story over the weekend. Antonio Brown, the Pro Bowl, all-pro wide receiver. He's put up ridiculous numbers the first eight, eight and a half years of his career. Um, forced his way out of Pittsburgh, embarrassed the Steelers, and forced a trade from Pittsburgh to Oakland. He goes the way of so many other sports. Football's creeping in that territory right now where sort of the players run the league. It's always been the other way around, but you're seeing now it's going to start happening in football too. He's now an Oakland Raider. He gets a three-year, $30 million, fully guaranteed deal from Oakland. And to make it even worse for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he leaves behind $21.1 million in dead money this year. They wanted to get rid of him so bad, they were willing to put that much money in dead money against their books. Good luck, Oakland. You're going to need it. Uh, And the third story in sports for me is the Alliance of American Football. Um, I think it's a great thing for the game of football. It's a wonderful thing for players to get a chance to show what they can do. You know, hopefully your team on this list is doing well. But never, ever forget about these spring leagues. Spring leagues are about one thing. They're about development. And developing these players and coaches and front office people so they can mature and develop into stars and future key cogs on the field and off the field for the NFL. This is a great year, great, great idea. It was long overdue. There's going to be another one next year in the XFL, so there'll actually be competition this time of the year. But it's all about opportunities to develop. Good power, good, good to them. This is exactly what the game needs as a a source of development for the players. All right, let's check out our Wambulance this week. You better grab your blankie and just squeeze it real tight because people need to get a real life. Ah, Chad Prather's little ditty. I like that. And thanks as always to Chad. Um, Have you ever heard Ron White's routine uh, that he says you can't fix stupid? Well, we've seen over these years that taking selfies can get out of control. Actually, death by selfie is now a category because people die trying to take selfies. Well, a woman almost accomplished that at Wildlife World Zoo and Aquarium in Arizona. What did she do? Well, there was a jaguar enclosure, and she decided she was going to jump the barrier and get inside and get closer to the Jaguar to get a better selfie. We're told that this woman was a visitor. She was out here with her family. Now, she's been transported to a nearby trauma center with serious injuries on her limbs, but she is expected to be okay. And we do want to warn you, the cell phone video, a witness captured of this incident, and it's video you're about to see may be considered disturbing. A woman gasping. Deep lacerations are seen on her arm. People trying to help. As other cell phone video shows a jaguar at Wildlife World Zoo and Aquarium. 
The spokesperson at the park says a woman had crossed over a barrier trying to take a close-up picture of the Jaguar. We don't have any other information about it. Uh, except we have eyewitnesses that said she did cross the barrier to get a close shot and put her hand right up against the barrier with the camera. When people do not respect the barriers, there's always a chance that there might be a problem. Uh, seriously? I mean, she's a moron. There's nothing the Jaguar did. Jaguar was being a Jaguar. But who the hell blurred out that video? We can't see a few claw marks? What in the hell was that about? Ah, all right. Let's go to the feel-good stories of the week. And yes, you heard me right. I said feel-good stories of the week. Here in the last unsafe spaces... Uh, we're going to do two feel-good stories of the week. The first one, look at that face. How do you not love that face? This one's for my daughter, Crystal. She's got a Frenchie named Louie. This dog kind of reminds me of Louie, just not quite as good looking. Every outfit you saw Poppy in was a gift from a fan. They just wanted to make sure she had the good life. And she loves the outfits. Loves them. Good for Poppy. Love those uh, dodo videos. 
Um, and if you don't know, the dodo is a great uh, handle at Twitter with all kinds of animal stories. And uh, feel good story number two there's a high school called Northridge High School, the Northridge Knights. And they've got a coach uh, who was deployed and uh, was overseas. And Coach Andrew Olson had this surprise for his students when he came back unannounced. Great idea, and welcome home, Coach Olson. I really enjoy those homecoming videos. Just to reinforce where you found us, and in the future, you're going to find us at randycross.com, but it's been unsafespaces.com, and, and we you can get us on all sorts of different platforms. You can get us on iTunes. You can get us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, everywhere. And any comments? producer at unsafespaces.com. All right, that'll do it for this week. Time now, It's the weather's getting good, so this may be one of your last chances to power slide into a winter happy trails.